If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you want to use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old-school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Sprinkler Nerd Show. This is episode 38 with my good friend Tracy Shields from Baseline Controls. And Tracy got me thinking this morning about winter watering. And this is something that I really hadn't given much thought to because most of the time in the Northeast, and from my experience, the sprinkler systems are turned off, blown out, winterized, and no one thinks about it again until spring. And Tracy brought uh, an interesting article to my attention that we were talking about needing to water in the winter. So I'd like to introduce Tracy to the show. He's been on with us before this last summer talking about uh, retrofitting municipalities and central control. So welcome back to the show, Tracy. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And this, you know, it's the Sprinkler Nerd Show. And of course, we're going to get a little bit nerdy into, into horticulture here. And I'm, I guess I'm embarrassed because I'm the guy that has a horticulture degree, yet I'm the guy that didn't even know some of the things we're going to talk about here. So just to, uh, well, first of all, let me uh, just give you some kudos for a kick-ass year at Baseline. For those of you guys uh, listening out there, Tracy was the number one salesman. <laughs> no, seriously, though, you really uh, you know killed it with your... 20 plus years in, of building relationships with cities, counties, municipalities, and bringing home a lot of great opportunities this year for the team. So well done, man. Yeah. Thank you. Had a lot of fun doing it. Was there a, a particular project that was the most fun for you this year? Oh, there was all, there was actually, there was a lot of them that were a lot of fun. Um, I think some of the highlights through the, the projects that stand out the most is when the light bulb goes on for somebody that it's not just, abc program watering anymore and it's not just let's put 10 minutes or 30 minutes in a zone and let it rip which uh which client do you think figured that out the most um i had a sports turf guy that figured it out on um a large rec center they've got a lot of baseball fields that they rent out and uh, we talked him into putting in some moisture sensors and pressure sensing and and uh, he was like, wow, does this not only help with my irrigation, and it taught me how to irrigate, taught me to watch what's going on with water in my soils, but also helped him with his agronomics and knowing um, when to put down pre-emergence and what soil temps were and things like that. So, Well, you're being too kind here. You're covering your client. You're not giving any names, and I understand. Yeah. You can't tell people who your customers are, but... Uh... Yeah, this I probably could. Um, Josh DeYoung is the is the guy that was using it. Great sports turf manager. Good and guy. And it's out in uh, Colorado. Yeah, it's in Eaton, Colorado. It's a, okay. a little town with a nice giant rec center and and really nice sports field facility. Cool. Well, I'm sure if this guy's been playing with the soil moisture sensors, yeah, it's it's uh, sports turf, you know. But maybe he understands what we're about to talk about, which is the which is the winter watering, you know? So as I said, just a moment ago in the Northeast, we turn everything down and I'd never given much thought to watering plants in the wintertime. And I did a little bit of research after we talked, cause I, you just made me think about it. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, uh, 
you know, grass definitely goes dormant and certain plants go dormant, but the root systems and what, what appears to be trees, yeah. um, stay active. So tell, tell us what you know about watering in the winter. And especially in through the mountain region, right? We get a lot of freezing and thawing. We'll get a snowstorm. We'll get a blanket of snow over the landscape and it'll melt off. And in the Denver area, it's nothing for us to have a 60 degree day in January and two weeks later be below zero. And then we can go really long periods like we have this winter where we have no moisture or we don't have sufficient moisture. And as the landscape comes out of dormancy in the spring, we'll find winter kill. So we'll get trees and shrubs that didn't get enough water or moisture in the root zone through the winter time and they just can't survive. Hmm. And so landscape contractors and public agencies will go out. Um, they don't turn irrigation systems back on because they're. Yeah, that was my out. next question because you'd have to turn it on and then winterize it again and then turn it on and winterize it. So right. how do they do it? They do it with water trucks. So they'll bring water trucks out or, you know, big water tanks on trailers and, and they'll drag a hose out from that and gravity feed and, and water plant. They'll water trees and shrubs. That's just the primary thing they're trying to, to bring moisture to. The, the turf is dormant and it'll be just fine. Okay. You know, and what, um, let's see, of course, I went and I asked uh, Dr. Google, you know, the best general doctor in the world. Right. <laughs> Who knows a lot about everything, but not that much about anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I found some great articles. You know, one was by Davy Tree talking about uh, watering trees and talking about kind of the the difference between when it's um, when the leaves are on the tree and it's generating, uh, you know, nutrients through photosynthesis process in the mm -hmm. leaf. And then it was talking about when the tree goes into dormancy, those nutrients move from the, from the leaves down into the root zone. And then one of the things I, I saw that I did not know is that the tree roots can stay active all the way down to about 36 degrees. And that yeah. there was like a optimum temperature of something like between 36 and 45 degrees. Yeah. And uh, it's likely that even in the Northeast, the soil, you know, can stay that temperature all winter, you know, and especially I think what you're talking about in Colorado where the sun comes out and it's, you know, can warm that, warm that soil that even though it may be cold in the air, the soil down below can be warm enough for there to be root production. Yeah. And, and we'll see in, in these climates where, where you see that kind of thing, we'll see contractors deploy, you know, water trucks on site. So think about the labor expense. You've got to buy the water, fill your tanks, drive it somewhere and spend a day on site. It's not a quick process. You can't, it's not like turning your controller on and letting it rip. And I had been talking with clients about winter watering um, with their baseline system. And I said, what a better way than to have a moisture sensor in the ground and to be able to see, do I need to winter water this week? Because why would I waste that resource, not only the labor, but the water as well. Why would I want to waste those resources if it isn't necessary? And then if it is necessary, I can let my client know in this huge HOA, hey, you've got a lot of, you know, trees and shrubs at risk. Look, look at our moisture content. Yeah, it's a good point. Cause even if the, the irrigation system is winterized, so it can't come on automatically, you can still be collecting the data, keeping that controller plugged in and in the off position so that you can collect the data through base manager remotely and you can see the temperatures 
Uh, I think baseline bottoms out somewhere around 38 degrees, but that's right in that optimum threshold between 36 and 45 degrees soil temperature for the roots still to be growing. So if you look at that temperature reading and it's in that range, you know that they're still potentially active. And then you can see the moisture threshold. So if you're graphing it over time, you'd know whether it's the same amount of moisture mm -hmm. as it was in October when it was winterized or if it's been drying out over time. So I think that's a great use case. Yeah, it's really, and it's interesting too to watch the moisture graph as the ground freezes. So what happens to the moisture when the ground freezes? There's no more moisture, it's ice. <laughs> Wait, what? Ice is not water? Yeah, so your moisture graph flatlines, right? And we were we were watching some graphs last, last winter and we were able to actually see the freezing and the thawing of the frost line on a nice warm, sunny day. Mm. Yeah, because it's not the same. I'm just thinking they're trying to compare it to, you know, what somebody might look for visually in the summertime or the growing season. In the growing season, you can see uh, drought stress visually. So if you don't have a sensor tool in the summer or the growing season, you can see when it might be stressed. Yeah, right. Yeah. But in the wintertime, there is nothing to see because it is literally all, anything growing is below the in the soil profile. Yeah. All your tur turf is dormant, so it's it's all dormant looking. It all looks the same, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and I'm no expert. You know, if somebody's listening to this and and we're we're have, we're we're not uh, speaking accurately, please let us know. We are not scientists. <laughs> yes, I got a piece of paper that says yeah. I have a horticulture degree, but you know what does that really mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I wonder. So yeah. the articles that I was uh, pulling up really spoke mostly to trees. And it, there wasn't a lot of talk about winter watering relative turf, you know, or which or or shrubs. And you know, I can see probably really wouldn't want to water your turf in the winter, you know, because you're, you're going to maybe damage the, yeah. the the leaf structure, right? It's going to freeze and such. Which is a whole other conversation from a, a conservation standpoint too. In these climates where we can warm in and out of winter, like late February, early March, we'll have a lot of people that want to start watering early because they look out at their dormant turf and they think, oh, no, it's dry. It's, it's going to die if I don't irrigate it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's dormant. I, I might get corrected on this, but it's soil temps are key to bluegrass coming out of dormancy. So you can watch your soil temp. And I think it's somewhere near 50 degrees before bluegrass will actually start to come out of dormancy. It's not 50 degrees air temperature. It's right. 50 degrees soil temp. And so if you're irrigating before then across your mm -hmm. turf, you're just wasting water. Yep. And you know what? Uh, a, a plant that has a healthier root structure long-term will be a healthier plant, which will then be a more water use efficient plant, you know? So if it has a bigger root structure mm -hmm. that can tap into a deeper reservoir, then you may in theory not have to water it as much because it can withstand those drought conditions. So maybe the key to these healthy plants is giving a little bit of water in the winter. Yeah. Well, that opens the door to how do we heat our pipes and <laughs> water all, all winter. All right. Yeah. Well, there you have it, guys. If you've never thought about watering in the wintertime, apparently it is healthy to the plants. And apparently it's a thing in Colorado and some of the uh, Great Plains and the Rocky Mountain states. And they may not do it automatically with automatic sprinkler systems. Of course, it's winterized, but they do supplement the water with trucks in the wintertime and that was new to me and appreciate you sharing that tracy yeah, yeah. thanks for joining us again man good to catch up 
Yeah, thanks for having me. Love it. Okay, have a good day, man. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Speaking of trees, when was the last time you built a treehouse?